Good day, listeners. We present to you our podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. We discuss a variety of topics that are important to the church. Examples include sexual abuse, all types of addictions, religious abuse, and recovery. This platform provides counseling sessions, meaningful question and answer, and a counseling continuum. Our co-hosts include Ms. Lolita, Personnel Director, Mrs. Tennille, our Technical Director. We have an impressive array of program contributors. And I'm your host. My name is Prince, founder of Antioch Youth Center, 5013C program, licensed counselor, now retired. So join in this exciting podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches, and be a part of the healing process. Tonight, we have a special guest. His name is Steve Combs. Glad to have him, Steve. Let's give Steve a hand tonight. So glad he's here. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor and Tamil. I appreciate the invite. Now, Steve is a trained facilitator with Grief Share. Grief Share has thousands of supporting groups around the country, the U.S., 10 other countries outside, and of course, Canada. And the program has an eff- effectiveness that has been proven over and over again. Steve is a trained facilitator and support group. Uh, he does a lot of that. He's been trained in that process to help those to navigate through the grief process. Steve, if someone wants to call you, talk to you more about this, how can they do that, please? Um, they can email uh, me at griefministry at NLM, Nancy Libra, mom. COG.com, or they can call me at 478-550-0530. All right, friends, again, if you want to call and need to do it quickly, our time goes by so fast here. That number again at the bottom of your screen, number is 1-866-538-3664. You can go to YouTube and type also in. Go to YouTube, type in Church of God in Macon, Georgia. You see the live broadcast there. Steve, I read your bio, and wow, I mean, your wife passed. You were married 44 years. She had declining health issues. Tell mm-hmm. us a bit about that, if you would, please. Okay. Um, she had, um, I think, congenital, a couple of valves leaked a little bit, but mm-hmm. nothing serious. But um, she had pneumonia one winter, and it resolved with antibiotics. Uh, But it came back, and it went into her heart, which led to uh, endocarditis, which is congestive heart failure. Mm. And that began uh, a process um, where the doctors told us that she would eventually need to have open-heart surgery. And 10 years later, she did. Um, however, um, the condition just slowly deteriorated and um, culminated in a trip to the emergency room um, one October. And she was in and out of the ICU for almost three months. So, uh, and then she passed into glory. And it's the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. Mm. In your bio, you talk about 
journey, grief being a journey, the grief journey, what is that all about? Well, there, there are some stages of grief, um, but each of us have unique uh, journeys that we take. We respond somewhat differently to the grief process. Um, and it's a story that you have about your loss and where you are now relative to when it happened, um, how much progress you've made or not made. So we all have a journey and a story to tell. Our testimonies about dealing with grief, are those helpful in the grief process? Yes. Um, the way Grief Share works is we first watch a video that's 30 to 40 minutes long. And on that video, there are testimonials about uh, how what a person experienced and what they're still struggling with. Um, that's followed by a group discussion. And we go around the room and whoever wants to speak shares how the video spoke to them or what they're currently going through, struggling with. Um, and we all in the room uh, have lost a loved one. So we're very empathetic with each other and patient and we care about each other. And actually, if you attend um, most of the 13 weeks, you become friends with the people in the room, even if you didn't know them before. Um, it's, it's just something about small groups. God designed us to um, communicate well in, in small groups and it, it just, it just works. There was a topic in the discussion called wandering. What does that mean? Wandering. Mm -hmm. I'm not recalling that term. Wandering? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm drawing That's a blank on that one. Not a problem. Can a person be stuck in the grief process? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get stuck. Um, as believers, we, the closer we are to the Lord, uh, when you lose that loved one, you may stumble. Um, you may even fall down. But um, as believers, we have the option to look up to Jesus and he'll extend his hand and lift us up out of the waves. He'll take us to the boat of stability and safety. Amen. And unbelievers don't have that option. But some people do get stuck, even if they're believers, and they need um, they need a personal counselor and or um, a grief uh, group, a support group that they can participate in. And I know a lady who um, her husband was killed in an accident and she her life just collapsed um, right, right. for a couple of years. Right. Right. And she came to Grief Share last summer, and she she all all she could do is cry the first couple of sessions, she, and, and it's perfectly normal and expected to cry. Um, but then, as she participated and listened, and the Lord ministered to her, uh, she stopped crying. She began to lead those sessions with peace, and she recovered from that being stuck and returned to church. So, uh, and she gives her testimony that that it was pretty sure that helped her get out of the ditch. Any questions from our director? Yes, sir. I have quite a few here. Kirian asks, grief is so encompassing 
that if you hurt all the time and you want to get through it and it hurts, what should you do? Well, you should face grief um, head on. Uh, you should not suppress it. You should not try mm -hmm. to delay it. It's going to come out. And, and if you suppress it or delay it, it's going to maybe have some bad side effects. Um, mm -hmm. You have to let yourself grieve. You have to let yourself cry. There's healing in the tears. Uh, there's healing and sharing with others who have lost a loved one. Um, you've got to make an effort. And there are resources now, thankfully, available to help you get uh, through that process. But you have to work through the pain. It, it, it is hard work. Yes. Wow. can only imagine. Mr. 313 asks, is there a such thing as grieving too long? Good question. Good question. Well, I would say that's the same as being stuck. Um, we don't just move on from grief. Uh, you know, you move on if your house burns down. But if you if a, if you lose a loved one, a family member, a friend, um, that person was part of your life. Mm -hmm. It probably took years for that closeness to develop, and it's not something that in a week or two you're going to be okay. Um, it's going to take time, and it's going to take effort on your part. Uh, it shouldn't take years. Um, if it's taking years, then you need to seek help. I have one more question, Steve. Mr. 313 asks, if I'm not in Macon, how can I participate in the group? Uh, in the group? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you go to griefshare.org, O-R-G, and type in your zip code, and it will show you a list of the uh, nearest churches to you that are hosting griefshare programs. And then I would recommend that you call the facilitator. You'll see their name and number and ask them some questions and see if that sounds like the kind of group that um, you would be interested in visiting. Okay. If you, you just turned in, friends, any more questions? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. If you just turned in, this is Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches podcast. Remember this. You're not by yourself. If you've been wounded and you're hurting, we're here to support you and help you. Tonight, special guest, Mr. Steve Combs, facilitator, group organizer for Grief Share. But you're not by yourself. We're here to support you and help you through this process of grieving. Uh, Steve, I tell you what, uh, my wife passed mm, a year plus uh, ago. And as a professional counselor, like 800,000 hours <laughs> counseling professionally, Mm. And my issue was I underestimated grief. Mm -hmm. I said, look, I'm good after the third day she had passed. Mm. <laughs> you know? And I, I've learned that you can't underestimate grief. Mm. You've, it, it's a process. And you need help sometimes. The Bible says there's safety in most of counselors. Yes. So when a person does not understand that can have an effect on them can it yes um especially the loss of a spouse um that is the number one stressor when you look at lists of things that cause the most stress it affects us spiritually um we begin to question god we begin to question our 
trust in our relationship with him, and that has to be resolved. It affects us uh, emotionally, obviously, total disruption, and it affects people physically often, especially loss of a spouse. Um, I felt like half of me had been pulled out of me, and I was just left. I can only imagine. Wow. Wow. And some people, literally, their heart uh, hurts, and, you know, it's literal heartache. And they see doctors, and they say, well, there's no physical reason for your heart hurting, but it is grief. Um, So, yes, it it disrupts your life. I have a question, if I may. Mm -hmm. Now, can you fully recover? I've seen couples that have been together for years, and one spouse has passed, but that uh, individual completely changed, completely changed. Um, It's just a totally different person. It's not the same person that they used to be. Yeah. Can they recover? Can you recover from that? You mean they changed in a negative way? I would think so. I mean, it, it, she's just completely a different individual than, than what I've known her to be. And this happened mm-hmm. since the loss of her husband. And mm-hmm. I question whether there is a, can this be reversed? Is there where you can go too far? Right, you know? right. Do you know if she has sought support from a um, counselor or a group? I don't think so, but I can't confirm it, unfortunately, but I don't think so. Okay. The only thing I've learned in Grief Share about that is that um, sometimes uh, a spouse, when they've lost their mate, um, it changes um, their priorities. It, it, it changes the way they spend their time. And they, they begin to do things that they used to do before they were married. Like maybe they like to camp out and their wife didn't like to camp out. So they start camping out or or whatever it is, uh, some activity. And, and their children will some, sometimes say, well, you know, dad or mom, why are you doing that now? And it's because that's who they were before. That's what they did before they were married. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with with um, changing your, your uh, hobbies or, or habits. But uh, it, it sounds like this person has gone way beyond that. Yeah. Is there any more questions or, or? Yes, actually, we do. Carrie Ann asks If I'm grieving the loss of an ex friend or ex significant other that's still alive, would this be the group for me? Well, um, technically, uh, loss of a friend is not addressed by the grief share videos. Um, we can uh, refer people who have lost a, uh, a friendship or somebody moved away. Uh, but where there was no death involved, we can refer you for um, counseling. There are similarities, so you're welcome to come to sure. a sure. Sure. Uh, session or, or the whole program uh, because there are a lot of uh, similarities, but there are differences, too, in, in the way that Grief Share addresses them. Sure. Yes. Friends, uh, we also have some links listed. Steve has some links listed down at the bottom there for children and adults who are seeking this type of support. Um, so, Steve, the, when a spouse leaves, there will be some type of change, I would imagine, isn't there, in their demure, in their behavior, et cetera? Yes, um, especially in the early stages of grief, um, they're going to find that um, it's very hard to focus 
Um, it's uh, your energy level drops. You get depressed. Um, you, you lose a desire to go out. Um, and that's those are common symptoms, but um, there are practical ways to um, to get through that. And frequently, uh, of course, uh, dwelling in the word of God is one thing that should be done. Um, Amen. Scriptures Amen. are powerful. The Bible Amen. has a lot to say about grief and mourning. Amen. And so find those scriptures and meditate on those and, and seek out support to get you through it. Any more questions from our listeners? I think this is just a comment. Okay. Um, I believe it's from Miss Williams. She says a friend died after promising to call when to when they got to the destination. She says, I'm yet waiting for the call. Mm. Yeah. Um, sometimes we're asked, um, is it okay if I go to the cemetery and talk to the, the person that I love? Mm-hmm. And I have mixed emotions about that. Um, if it comforts a person to go and, and talk to the, the loved one, if it helps them, Maybe that's okay, but if they're listening for an answer, that's not okay. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Communicating with the dead is for yeah, the Bible. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, that opens a door to evil. Right. Uh, uh, so you got to be careful there. Right. Uh, Steve, can visiting the grave site be construed as closure? Uh, you know, saying maybe your final goodbyes or. It can be part of it. Um, uh-huh. Some people um, go on a very regular basis to the cemetery. Uh, others only go every few months or once a year because the person is not there. Right, right. Their body is there. Right. But their right. spirit and their soul are elsewhere, hopefully right. in heaven. Right. And so if it gives them comfort, that's fine. But um, they should just be aware that the person is gone. Any questions coming in yet? uh, Well, yes, actually. Um, Mr. 313 asks, is there a group setting for children or how should the children be dealt with? Good question. Yeah. Uh, Children grieve differently than adults, obviously. And there's an organization in central Georgia that sponsors a free camp for children. It's called Camp Good Grief. Mm. And there's a link in the box uh, to uh, Camp Good Grief. And it tells the um, the cities in central Georgia that host it and, and where it's hosted. It's in uh, early June and it's three days long. And there's lots of uh, activities that they do with the children that help them heal. Very good. Very good. Steve, in our closing moments, again, how can someone contact you for more information? You're talking about your story, just some, get some personal counseling from you or some direction from you. Well, I, I'm not a counselor, mm-hmm. but um, I've been trained to facilitate uh, a group that's uh, struggling and, and recovering from grief. Um, they can call me. 478-550-0530 or email um, griefministry at NLM Nancy Libra Mom C O G for Church of God dot com. 
Okay. And I will get back with them. Okay. Well, Steve, I've, I've got about eight more questions here <laughs> that I didn't cover yet. Can we have you come back to discuss further about the grief process? Sure. So, friends, next week we're going to have Steve come back on and talk about these things in depth. Uh, maybe tonight someone is hurting. Maybe their spouse has passed last month, last year. Maybe you've been wounded by that. Maybe someone said something. We're, we're going to discuss next week what to say, what not to say to people yeah. during grief. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you've left the church and been hurt. We want to pray for you. We'll be praying for you. And if you're not safe tonight, if you've been so overwhelmed by situations and issues, I want you to take time to pray right now and ask God to help, ask God to forgive. And let's start this process of healing, reconciliation, and forgiveness right now. Amen. Tomorrow's not promised. Yes. Yesterday is gone. If you've been hurt, sure, I understand that. But let's take healthy steps now to move into the area of forgiveness, reconciliation, and healing. Steve, thank you. Mr. Lolita, thank you. Daniel, thank you so much. Next week, we'll see you at 7 o'clock.